Welcome to The Weekly. My name is Trevor. I am your host and one of the pastors at the church at Greer Station. The Weekly is a 20-minute podcast devoted to books, current events, and issues relevant to the life of our church. We all feel a bit frantic, right? Like there's all sorts of choices and options about all of the things that we can do and be, and the result is we just feel a little bit crazy. Now today is the second half of my conversation with Zach and Sarah Gilliam about the book, Three Big Questions for Frantic Families. In part one of this conversation, we talked about the causes of this frantic pace that we find ourselves living within, and we talked about establishing what makes your family unique. Uh, Asking, what are we as a family? What do we love and what do we value? And then from there, identifying a rallying cry, identifying something that's most important right now that for the next three to six months, we're going to devote our family to as a way to preserve a little bit of sanity. Now, in today's episode, we're going to talk more about the rallying cry and how to implement the decisions that you make for your family. We pick up with Zach talking about those standard objectives, those ongoing important tasks that Though it's not the most important thing right now, though not the rallying cry, those things that still demand our time and attention. If you haven't listened to part one, go back and do so. A lot of what we say in this episode won't make sense unless you do so. And also, I just wanted to point out that in the first episode, I asked Zach and Sarah about guilty pleasures, and Zach mentioned after the fact that he wished he would have mentioned that he wears Crocs and eats Frosties. Uh, So I wanted to make sure that you knew this, oh listener, that Zach Gilliam likes to wear Crocs and eat Frosties. So with that said, hope you enjoy the episode and hope you're blessed and benefit from it. You know, for us, it's, um, you know, we have a couple, you know, we talked about like our marriage. You know, that, that's just a given as far as something that we acknowledge we have to put effort into to make sure that we schedule date nights and that we spend time with one another. Uh, same with our kids and making sure that we have meaningful engagement with each child, you know, so, um, you know, making sure that the phones are put away at night around the dinner table, that we're playing outside together, that we have date nights scheduled with them, things like that. Uh, for us, school, you know, at this point we homeschool, and so, you know, making sure, like, that's got to be there, that's got to happen, and so, you know, we have a measure of, or we have several, like, just standard objectives, but if we had to look to the, just the next six months, we would say, or five months, whew, um, four, ooh, um, it's getting closer, um, you know, we would say, here are the, the, really, the main points, or the main things that need to happen to just help us be prepared for Maggie to come, so. Yeah, that's good, so, <clears throat> it, it's really helpful, um, the, the second question is really helpful. What's most important right now? Because he, he does talk about, like, what's the, what's the thing that our family needs to make sure that we're emphasizing as a family and accomplishing as a family right now? The, the thing that's kind of pressing down on us most importantly. He, he encourages you to also not, not just list out the rallying cry, but to list out um, in order to accomplish the rallying cry, we need to do or we will do this, 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 and this. So like you guys mentioned, um, uh, ensure that the the oldest two children have a sense of responsibility and some degree of independence. Uh, make sure the garage is cleaned out. Make sure that you know fill in the blank. These things are in place in order to accomplish the rallying cry, so that it's not just a kind of a kind of a vague well wishing. It's a there's a target on the wall and there's a way that we accomplish that. Um, and then it's also helpful that he he also mentions the responsibilities that we need to stay on top of. That the rallying cry is not something that we do at the expense of 
say, uh, ongoing responsibilities at church or ongoing responsibilities that homeschooling necessitates or, you know, a variety of other things. Um, uh, you know, the, the health of the marriage, the health of the relationship with the other kids, you know, whatever that is, um, ensuring that the rallying cry is the most important thing, but not the most important thing at the expense of the other sort of baseline obligations that we are required of us. Um, so that's good. The first question is what makes our family unique? Uh, secondly, what's most important right now? And then the last question is how will we keep these answers alive? And explain that a little bit. So I think for us, um, we're both visual learners, and I think having very um, obvious reminders, or just, uh, that's probably not the best way to put it, but something that's very much in front of us at all times is important to keep it fresh in our minds. And so, you know, we're going to work through just very simply on a piece of paper, you know, uh, laying out um, kind of at, at the top of the paper, if you can imagine, like three big boxes, and those would be our three unique ideas, just kind of have those in front of us. And then underneath that, maybe towards the center of the page, just have the one rallying cry with the branches coming off of it of saying, you know, um, garage needs to be cleaned. Kids need to learn how to bathe. Kids need to learn how to brush their teeth without asking, you know, or without being asked. Um, you know, have those specific tasks laid out. And then at the bottom of the page, just listing those, you know, maybe four or five standard objectives that are always present. Uh, just so we always remember those things. And really, when, when I, when visually, when I think you look at that, that helps me evaluate, is what I'm about to do or the decision I'm about to make oriented towards this in some way, shape, or form? What would be an example of a decision that might conflict with the rallying cry and the, the unique identity that you guys have established? Yeah, so we've had, um, we've thought of two. Um, it might kind of sound silly at first, but... Um, I enjoy hunting, you know, and so uh, I recently went back and calculated the amount of time that I spent hunting this past season from October to December. And, um, you know, frankly, it was way too much. You know, it was just sporadic trips here and there, trying to get as much time up there as possible. Um, and after I heard this podcast, that was the first thing that came to my mind, where I looked back and I said, that much time away from family, does that line up in any way, shape, or form with any of these categories that are out there? And it's not hunting, like hunting's fun, and it's great to have hobbies, and it's something I want to be able to teach my son and my daughter, you know, at some point in their life. Um, but that much time does not measure up with what we're trying to do. And so we talked about, you know, next hunting season, it might just boil down to me taking a long weekend and hunting that long weekend, that's really my time. And if something else happens where it affords me the ability to do that, great. But if not, that's really something where we say, that's just not where we're at family-wise, you know. The other is, I mean, we have considered just with the addition of new new children um, and some hospitality things, um, you know, possibly moving. And we've been thinking about it for months now, just back and forth, but we haven't been asking these questions. Like, does moving move our family forward? Hmm. Does moving line up with what we're trying to orient ourselves to um, and it's frankly it's been helpful to give us a framework to think through that um, anything you'd add Sarah to that except Zach came to the hunting conclusion on his own I helped him in no way yeah that's true with <laughs> yeah yeah that's great you know I'd say for us um, three things that come to mind and, and 
um, maybe a bit more general. Um, but one, I think, was the use of like electronic media, uh, social media. We're evaluating whether or not that contributes to our uniqueness, yeah, or enjoying the good life together with an open hand, with open hands and open homes. Like, does that the social media fit? Does it drive with that for us? We're evaluating that. Um, the second thing is just use of, of media in general, like TV and video games. Does it fit with that? Um, and then the third thing is, and, and this is a bit more, you know, long term. We thought about sports. You know, I, Emily played a lot of sports growing up. She played soccer and basketball, and is just super athletic. I played football growing up. Uh, I played football all through high school, and you know, I think I think for a long time we would have said that sports were very important to us, and the thought of our children playing sports is very important to us. And, and, and maybe we still would say that, um, but it's kind of forced us to think about like what, how do, how do sports, in particular, you know, like the travel sports and the kind of demanding nature of sports these days. How does that fit into what we want to be and do as a family? And, and I think what we've concluded, and you know, there's to be continued, there's still a lot to think about, but we've at least concluded that if sports can be an avenue for us to like to be together and for us to open our hands and homes to others, uh, then sports makes a lot of sense for us. Mm -hmm. uh, but if sports in any way conflicts with uh, enjoying the good life together and conflicts with some of our standard objectives and the responsibilities that we have to our church and neighbors and things, then, then we will take it to the chopping block if need be. Yeah. Um, so back to keeping these answers alive, you know, one of the, one of the things that I thought was really helpful that he recommended was like a, like a weekly touch point, mm -hmm. uh, having a, basically like a weekly family meeting. Um, and he, he said, this doesn't need to be like a super long drawn out arduous thing. He recommended just a 10 minute touch point where you evaluate how the, how, um, how we've been doing and working towards the rallying cry. Have you guys planned to implement anything like that? We haven't talked about that yet. Um, I like that though. You know, he, I think he kind of laid out saying he would he would tell his kids and his wife and himself like, if we're doing poorly, market red. If we're doing okay, market yellow. If we're doing great, market green. And that way, you have a visual every week of saying, let's try this week to fix the reds, like move them to yellow and move the yellows to green, and then maintain the greens. And uh, I, I think that's just super helpful. Yeah, that seems like a, a really helpful way to like keep your children engaged in that. Like it's not just something that we're trying to do so we can manage our chaos. Like we really want Piper and Gabe to own that um, and be a, like a strong part of it. And so sometimes it can be really telling when they say, oh, like we haven't really done so great in this area. Or maybe I didn't like try as hard this week to pick, make my bed every day or something like that. Um, and it kind of helps them learn about self-evaluation and taking responsibility and not making excuses. Hey, explain what you mean by the red, the yellow, and the green. What is that? What is that on? So he would um, he mentioned doing something similar to like the diagram as far as like the the big ideas, the rallying cry, and the tasks that you're doing for that. And so he would go through. He pull that off the fridge and say, okay, mark it red, green, or yellow. You know, red being. Um, you know, we are just not, we have not done well at this this week. Yellow being, we've done okay, but really haven't done great at it. And then green being like, we've really excelled at this. So, and he would let, um, I think he recommended letting each kid and each adult just mark themselves, you know, how they think they've done on that. Um, and so, you know, again, we haven't done it yet. So I'll be interested to see how it does come out. But um, he describes, you know, his kids through their teenage years, you know, really being engaged and, and, he would think sometimes they're doing something well, and they'd come out and say, we really haven't done that well. 
you know, and so it just provides a, again, I think it just provides an avenue to have dialogue about your family and be intentional about it. Yeah, and space to pause and just reflect on the pace of life and things. And I think that's why it's also helpful, not just for, you know, a married couple with multiple kids, it's helpful for um, newlyweds or empty nesters to come together and have a place to evaluate the pace of life and evaluate where their life is pointed. I think it's helpful for, as you mentioned, individuals as well to just reflect on, you know, what am I, what am I devoting myself to? What am I, what am I pointing my life towards? What, where am I headed? What waves am I riding or being crashed over by? Yeah. Um, I'll provide a, a link on the show notes to the diagram, um, or at least the example diagram that Lencioni has in the book. I, it, I think that's really helpful, and it's similar to what Zach described. It has a box for you to kind of doodle what makes you unique, to place in your rallying cry with the particular checkpoints that the rallying cry requires, the standard objectives that the rallying cry requires, and then has a, a place for you to fill out how you'll keep these answers alive, or how you'll keep these concepts before you and your family regularly. So it probably goes without saying, but I'd ask, would you recommend this, these concepts, this book to others, to other families? Yeah, so the answer to that is yes. Um, and, and here's the reason why, is because uh, I have been super convicted lately um, about just family and being engaged with my kids, my wife, even more. And my natural tendency is to be selfish and to kind of think about myself. But as I think about like the New Testament and I think about like the new heavens and the new earth, you know, for eternity, we don't have marriages. No one is given in marriage. You know, that's outlined in the gospel. But you do have family. You have brothers and sisters. And so, you know, from my perspective, it's we need to learn how to do family well. And, and I think as Christians, we need to do family really, really well. Like I think that's that's a way that we are a light in the darkness because a lot of you know a lot of people just don't think about it you know a lot of people just everyone's scrambling and everyone's trying to you know move to the next ladder and move up towards the american dream and all these sort of things but we need to be a people who are about doing family well and putting the gospel on display through our family um, and so I, you know i think i would recommend this again it's not that this is this is not the gospel this is not the end all be all but you know it's a helpful framework to just think about how do we do family well? And like, how do we really have meaningful involvement with each other and then, you know, our community and ultimately our church? So I would absolutely recommend it. Anything you'd add? Yeah, I mean, I would just, in thinking about this, um, I keep imagining like three and five and 15 years down the road and wanting to, um, and wanting to have done it well, like not wanting to, um, to get to the end of that and say, okay, life has slowed down a little bit now, so now I can focus on our faith and having like a strong relationship with Christ, and now we can focus on our family and making sure it's strengthened, and now we can focus on people and and having them in our home and um, building relationships with them. Like we we don't want to miss out on that through these crazy years, um, and I feel like having done the two very tiny babies at the same time before, I feel like those things suffered. And I kind of longed for them. Like I knew that they were they were natural instincts to us. And so I longed for a strengthened relationship with Christ during that time. And I longed for peopling and, um, and things like that. And I longed for just being patient with my family and, and things like that. And so to me, this is an encouragement that even in chaos, like you can do those things well. You don't have to sacrifice them for 
just surviving and keeping your head above water. Like, I want to get to the end of this and say, like, we did it well, even though it was chaotic and very difficult at times. Like, we, we are strengthened because of this. You've been listening to The Weekly, a podcast of the church at Greer Station. Big thanks to Zach and Sarah Gilliam for being willing to come on. Apologize for some of the less than ideal sound quality in this, in, in this episode and the last episode. Uh, we will get that straightened up next week. Uh, again, thank you for listening. I hope that you take some of the things that have been said today to heart. And uh, until next time, we hope that you've been blessed. Ooh.